Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. This is part two of a two-part series featuring Kinsey from Start Engine. Yes, talking all about regulations, everything you have to do to be legit in the crypto world. I know everybody's so excited about what's going on with cryptocurrencies today. Kinsey, what is your specialty and how can people connect with you? I'm at Start Engine, an equity crowdfunding platform based out of West Hollywood, and we help entrepreneurs raise capital online through uh, equity, debt, and token offerings. You can reach me at my email address, Kinsey at startengine.com. That's K-I-N-S-E-Y at startengine.com. Enjoy part two. I think it's it's an, one of the things is laws are catching up to this because it's such a new thing, both the technology and the practice of it. But then also a lot of it has happened internationally. That's true. So the Jobs Act is is affecting the U.S. Uh, and then each country is kind of figuring out their own policies, right? But the re- yes, that's true. The reason that I think it's so important to look at 2008 and 2009 is, to, is that the perspective from the crypto community tends to be that the laws are catching up, that there isn't anything that's been created, that, you know, our government is a big dinosaur that needs to be, like, updated. And it is true that it moves a lot slower. But what I think is super important is that they started at the same time. So there's been a lot of solutions to this that are being worked on at the same time. So it's not like the government was just going on as before and then said, oh, what's going on with cryptocurrency? Let us come in and slow it down and make it worse. Like that's that's a perspective that I get a lot from people who have been following um, you know, Bitcoin and blockchain for a long time. Um, and that's not really accurate. And I think it's super important for people to realize that because then it helps everybody work together more more collaboratively. That makes sense. There's a lot of almost like a punk rock attitude or like ultra libertarian attitude a lot of crypto people have. Uh, but that's something that seems to only be able to exist for a short period of time because th- that's not the real world, right? Right. Well, there's there's it's really important to protect people. So uh, I've also talked to people who are really enthusiastic early on and then they lost money in events like Mt. Gox, which was uh, a opportunity for everyone to lose all their money. There's just a lot of danger out there. You know, there's if you just let people go in and, and this gets really popular and regular people feel like somebody told them that this is the opportunity that you missed back in 2009 to get in on Bitcoin. Me? And it's, yeah. And it's, but now it's this other coin that's going to be even better. But it turns out that this is just a group of people who are ready to raise money and then oh, get hacked. And I'm doing my quote fingers. Yeah. Like, oh, we got hacked and we don't know where the money is because it's all anonymous. So I guess it's gone. So that's what people are dealing with now. Yeah. So what's the most secure cryptocurrency? Bitcoin? Oh, I, I have no idea. Really? I think the currencies themselves haven't necessarily been hacked. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, the major ones. The currencies themselves have held up. It's the third parties like the exchanges that you trust and you deposit your money on, your cryptocurrency on. They're the ones who get hacked or they're the ones who. But how could you deposit quote, your money without hacked. those? Uh, well, if you, 
you can keep them off of an exchange in a wallet. So all of these you can keep it in your wallet, uh, which is just a piece of software that runs on your computer, or you can get a hardware device that's like a USB flash drive, um, very similar. And so if you keep it there, then those generally don't get hacked. But if you go on an exchange where they say, oh, you can earn no, interest I on Mr. it. Mr. Robot. Or... You can hack a USB. <laughs> <laughs> so what's really important, though, because that's a really, I mean, it's a really important topic, is um, before, the reason we even have all of these securities laws that are so complex and slow moving is that back before we ever had any of them, people when there, and we also didn't have the internet uh, or Bitcoin or any of this stuff, uh, so I'm talking like uh, early 20th century, people were able to put out ads for b- businesses that they were building, raise a ton of money from investors, and then they would could run the company into the ground, have it go bankrupt, and then run off with all the cash that they paid themselves. Yeah. So yeah. that's why we have these systems because it's really easy to, when you have um, people who are not sophisticated in investing, are investing in strangers' companies yeah. and they don't know the people. And of course, the newspaper is one thing, the internet is is not, way bigger. Not even just strangers. I invested a lot of my money when I was a personal assistant into my boss. My boss was a real estate developer into his properties because I thought he was seasoned and he robbed me. But even someone you know, like and trust, and you think they're seasoned, you could be conned. Exactly. So it's like my mom always told me when I was going to school don't a little take candy from strangers. Don't invest in strangers' companies. <laughs> <laughs> Do not invest. Yeah. yeah. So um and there are a lot of people who are, are very influential and are, are very, very much proponents of this uh use of cryptocurrency, use of blockchain. And many of them say, I love cryptocurrency and that's why I need it to be regulated, because if not there can be too many disasters that could cause major financial issues at this point. There's so much money invested in this, but also that could make it so that nobody ever invests in this again, that the whole thing dies. So it is really important that there's regulation there. Uh, so what's happening now is that yeah. this past, these past couple of years, there have been some major ICOs that have raised a lot of money and that's drawn the attention of the SEC. Um, and Tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of them even more. Yeah, hundreds of millions for some. Uh, yeah, Filecoin just raised two hundred. And like e- EOS is continually raising. They're doing like a three hundred and sixty day. I yeah, think, raise. yeah. EOS is yeah, but they're not. You're, there's a reason that U.S. investors are not supposed to invest in that unless they're accredited because it's not regulated here. So that's something to keep keep in mind. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, but um, so the SEC said, hey. We've seen a couple of these, and we think that they're selling securities. Um, there's the whole security token versus, or utility token versus security token. What's that mean? Okay, so one way, so everything we've talked about is investment, right? Securities that are being invested in. And um, the bit, the Bitcoin is a currency that's not a security, but if you're creating a new token that is going to be used by your company, Um, that's generally considered a security if you are raising a bunch of money and the purpose is speculation. So there's something called the Howey test. I know that's why you're giving me that look (laughs) Um, because you know about the Howey test. So the Howey test goes back to this court case um, and it came up with several elements that if if something fits into these elements, then it is uh, considered a security. So these are the elements of the Howey test. First of all, it's an investment of money. 
Second, there's an expectation of profits from the investment. So right there, I mean, that's what an ICO is, right? Like if a person is investing because they expect profits from that investment. Okay, three, the investment of money is in a common enterprise. And, And then four, any profit comes from the efforts of a promoter or a third party. So what that means is that you aren't actively going to be creating the profit. The profit is going to be coming from some third party manager, right? So a lot of these companies that have been raising, um, one way to get a lot around the regulations is to make it so that they pass the Howey test so that they fail one of these items, right? So it has to be all four. So if you can find one and it does, it's not one of these, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I have a question. You see, you see, I have the gears are turning in my head because I I've pre-ordered some iPhones in the past, and an interesting thing happens when there's an iPhone frenzy, and I I've waited in line, um, and pre-ordered a phone and picked it up, or, or not pre. I've I've waited in line and gotten a phone, and then Apple's out of phones, and I can actually sell that phone for more than I paid for it. Is that a security? Well. <laughs> No, because you're doing it. Think about that. If you're investing in my business, if I'm saying, hey, buy into my business, you pay for half the phones and I'll give you 20% of the profit and I'm going to do all the work and you're not going to participate, then you would be investing in me, right? Interesting. But if you're just work, you're just working. You're just going out there buying something and reselling it. That's not buying a security. So then like a Kickstarter or Indiegogo type situation, then there's, there's no, no profit. There's no you don't you can't flip it, or you generally there's not an expectation to flip it. Then if to you make flip, a profit, if you flip it, then you are. Oh, I see what you're saying because it's gone up in value. Yeah, I think because uh, there are some some utilities uh, that I think uh, I've I've seen. I think they make. I'm I'm not an expert in it, but I think they make sense on it because it's you're buying uh, a membership or you're buying to pay for use of the service. But then it's these kind of secondary or third party markets where people are buying and selling the uh, the tokens based on that. So where does the responsibility lie? The responsibility is always going to be on the person who sells the thing in the first place, and. Hmm. If you are selling something and it's not it's not going to be on the person who pays the money, who's just a little guy, that person is going to be the person who gets to join the class action suit against the person that sold the thing to the little guy. And if you're selling a token that it, you're saying this token is now worth 10 cents, but in the future it might be worth $10 and that's the point of buying it, then that's got to be a security, right? Which is which sounds like what was it Munchie did that, right? Where they said like invest and and it's going to be worth more money for these reasons. Exactly. Right? So the way around it is free because I think we're losing you. <laughs> is that is that what people are doing is is there's a rule that says that if you're a security you uh, have to regulate. You have to file what you have to file. And as I mentioned earlier, it's not even that expensive to do it. You should probably just do it rather than do any who knows what your legal bills will be, right? But um you have to file um, under the regulations, you yeah. have to, yeah, you have to do a few specific things to make sure that the people who are investing are protected. And, um, okay, I'm going to go into like 
really, let's imagine somebody who's got like bad intentions, right? Okay. So this bad intentions the dark person. Web yeah. And this zone. is, yeah, I'm not, and I'm going to clarify it's a bad intention person. It's not all the people who are out there selling tokens, yeah. right? But this person is saying, okay, uh, I need to fund my company. Um, it's a sneaker company, but uh, I'm going to make tokens because people are really interested in investing in tokens and that seems easier and more fun for me to just raise a bunch of sneaker tokens rather than going out there and finding investors and writing up a term sheet, term sheet and selling part of my company, right? Um, so I'm just going to like invent this. How do I how do I make tokens work? Okay, I've got a plan. You're going to exchange the tokens this way. I made up this system that is probably not necessary for my sneaker company, but I just want there to be tokens because everybody will buy them and I'll right. be able to raise like $50 million overnight. And that sounds perfect. That's what I want. So, uh, and I won't have to give up any of my company either. Are you kidding me? That's fantastic because I'm bad. I'm a bad person. <laughs> and um, So now I've got the sneaker company. I've made up my sneaker token. And um, the problem is I do not want to have to regulate this. I don't, I mean, I don't want to have to go through any of the steps with regulations. Um, so I'm going to make it so that it passes the Howey test. Um, so it's only a utility. It doesn't have any, it has to have value within my company. So I'm going to go even farther and sort of elaborate or create this elaborate way that and you have to pay money and then exchange it for tokens and then buy the, sn- the sneakers with the tokens. Reminds me of Chuck E. Cheese. Sure. <laughs> Except think about this. And I love this. I always use the arcade example. Imagine that Chuck E. Cheese said, okay, we've built all these locations all over the place. Chuck E. Cheese is going to be a big hit. Um, and you're going to use Chuck E. Cheese tokens to, uh, to power the games. But we are only going to sell a million Chuck E. Cheese tokens, and we're going to sell them all right now. Mm, and night supply. Yeah, and that's why you should buy them because you really need 100,000 Chuck E. Cheese tokens. No, you're not going to use 100,000 Chuck E. Cheese tokens there, but you're going to buy them so that you can resell them later for $20 each. And I mean, make a, I don't know about you. I money. really want Chuck E. Cheese tokens. They're dope. <laughs> 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 well, so, so you... You don't, you're not really going to spend them. Of course not. And I know that you know that. So I might say whatever I want to say in my white paper, but I also have people out there who are marketing this as the next thing that's going to be like a speculative hit, right? Uh, And that's where a lot of companies are going to get in trouble because maybe they got their white paper approved by a lawyer and it has all kinds of disclaimers and doesn't use the specific language, but they've got histories on Reddit and all over the internet talking about why you should really buy this, which is because it's going to be worth more. Um, and that's why people are investing. So because back to the Chuck E. Cheese example, what kind of a business person just sells all the tokens now and then what, you're just going to in perpetuity just operate on no money? That doesn't make any sense. So one time at Chuck yeah. E. Cheese, you're going to sell a million tokens. And then after that, you're just going to let people sell them to themselves. Like sell them amongst themselves. Who's paying for the electricity of the games? Think about any business. Well, then Chuck E. Cheese would have to reserve a portion of the tokens for themselves and then sell off those tokens in order to pay for operating expenses. I mean, it sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Or, or is that a weird It doesn't way to sound do it? legit, does it? No, it doesn't sound legit. So, um, sure, there are definitely ways. I mean, look, blockchain technology is so important. Decentralizing is so important. This is an amazing technology. It's just that there's so much opportunity for people to scam other people and there's so many people who have no idea what they're doing when they invest and i think we all count ourselves among them like we'll buy these tokens and we don't necessarily know what they do uh and that's that's where there's 
such an amazing opportunity for a bad person to come in and just take advantage. So that's why the regulations are so important. So um, there are a bunch of different regulations you can use. I'm just going to say you can just like go to Start Engine or call me and we can help you. We can give you all the options of what you can actually do if you're doing an ICO. Um, and we also do like weekly uh, seminars online if you are want to just learn about it. Um, but Perfect. How can people find out more? How can they access those seminars and how can they contact you? Okay, so they can contact me by just email me at kinsey at startengine.com. Go for it. Um, and How do you spell your name? K-I-N-S-E-Y at startengine.com. And uh, I will send them the information. Um, they can also just visit the site. Um, startengine.com has links to our weekly seminars. So you can sign up um, for reminders um, and you can just log in and um, we're creating a lot of content around this because it's really important for people to understand um, what's happening. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. Ira has I, one more final note one before more we sign out. I'm dying to ask it. So, all right. The thing with the tokens, with the utility tokens, uh, people can buy the tokens and then trade them on an exchange. Uh, and you're saying Start Engine helps people actually create a, a token that is legit which is awesome. And so if people can get legit ownership or equity in a company with this token, how can they buy and sell it? Oh, well, you don't know that you're just lobbing me a softball there, but we actually have a secondary trading platform at Start Engine. So you can, um, you can list your tokens for sale at Start Engine. Um, there is a one-year lock on sales for certain types of investments. Hmm. Um, and for other types, you can sell immediately. Uh, but that is and why is there a one-year lock that has to do with the regulation so if you if you invest under regulation crowdfunding that is going to be a one-year lock Um, certain types of regulation d offerings are the same regulation a plus you should be able to to uh, sell right away and then of course each company that is um that is selling their tokens is making a term sheet of some kind and they may put any other types of restrictions on there so you just want to make sure you know what's going on cool so start engine is also so not only helps people kind of like go public i don't know if that's the right terminology but with a Mm -hmm. with a token in the new paradigm uh but then also is kind of like a stock exchange as well but not stock yeah no but also stock because we are also because we also do regular um crowd investing so people are going and investing in, in start engine companies that have no tokens, whether or not like whatever side of the debate of utility, security, whatever that you're on. Um, it's really important to understand that the SEC chairman came out with a letter he, this, this past fall and said that he basically has never seen an ICO that is not a security. So regardless of how people are talking about them or calling them utility tokens, you have to be really Or how many hundreds of thousands of dollars they pay to law firm. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So the law firm might say that you're passing some test that's letting you be a utility. But I would say that probably most law firms are not going to do that anymore now that this has come out, that the SEC is likely to, to, they're not saying, hey, follow the Howey test and you're good. They're saying, I don't see how these are not securities and we are going to be pursuing people who are selling securities. And then right away, as you mentioned, Menchies, Munchies, Munchies, um, 
they got craving frozen yogurt. Yeah, <laughs> I love munchies. Um, yeah, so munchies launched their ICO. It was supposed to be a utility token, and it was only a couple of days after the letter came out. So I'm sure they had been in preparation for a while before that letter came out, and they were gonna mm. kind of follow suit. Um, but they had to give back all the money because they got a cease and desist, and uh, I think we're gonna see more wow. of that. And we're also just going to see more precaution taken. Incredible. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Early Tech podcast. Thank you, Ira, for co-hosting Thank this you. cryptocurrency episode. Ira will be co-hosting slash guest hosting a ton more crypto episodes all happening in and around L.A. tech. All right. I will talk to you guys, hear you guys, see you guys in the next episode. If you want to check out the We Are LA Tech Slack with the cryptocurrency channel, go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. And that is how you can access that crypto channel. Bye. Remember to tweet us at We Are LA Tech. To join in the conversation and chat with me and other crypto enthusiasts, check out the crypto channel on the We Are LA Tech private Slack at wearelatech.com slash VIP. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not the opinions of We Are Light Tech or their participants and are subject to change. The content of this show, the videos, website, and all related works are provided for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to be, nor does it constitute financial investment or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to investing, finances, trading, or anything else based on this content without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to buy, sell, or trade any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent financial advisor. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.